Hey there, welcome to the It's All Details podcast, where we point each other back to Jesus in the midst of the chaos in our wild world. Thanks for joining me. I'm your podcast host, Kelsey, and I can't wait to do life with you. Together, we're going to chat about all things Jesus and all things life, including the ups and downs in friendships, work, dating, faith, and we're going to keep Jesus at the center of it all. I'm genuinely so grateful you are joining me today. I thought that we could start off this week's episode with a little bit of fun. So uh, just for a second, I want you to think about one thing that you're really grateful for today. Um, And I'm just going to give you like 10 seconds right now to just thank God for that thing. Okay, I want to share my thing with you guys because this was just like way too much fun this weekend. Uh, It is Monday when I'm recording this and this past weekend I was with my parents and uh, my little brother up in Minnesota and we just had a really fun like adventure kind of weekend. Uh, Friday night we got to go to a country concert of like some oldies but goodies that I grew up with. So that was really fun. And that was just me and my parents and it was a blast. And then also got to explore some restaurants and bake together, do a game night, have chili just like at the table. It was just so fun. So that's the thing that I'm like currently just really grateful for as I head into a new week. Um, today on the podcast, we're going to talk about, uh, some things like getting out of our own head and dealing with anxiety or negative thought patterns. Um, I don't know about anyone else. I do know about anyone else. (laughs) The statistics show, (laughs) um, but this is a struggle for me. And so the chances are given the statistics that this is also a struggle for you, whether you're someone who's like has diagnosed anxiety, which we'll get to that in a minute for me. Um, or you're just someone who like maybe has some anxious thoughts or maybe you're like, I'm just an overthinker, whatever it is for you, whatever your thing is. Um, I hope that there's something in this episode. I think we all can get caught in these, like these spirals of just like negative self-talk or negative, like what if thinking or like wasting time in our own mind. Um, and so we're just going to talk about that today and how we can handle that as Christians, because I think it is just such a tricky thing when you also start throwing God in the mix of our own thoughts and our thought patterns. And then you have scripture and then we have, you know, uh, the other team kind of working against us. And so it's just good to talk about it and get real. Uh, as always, I am not a psychologist, a licensed physician, a pastor. So if you like really, really struggle with this, or if this stirs up any thoughts, uh, I encourage you to reach out to someone and have a conversation and get some help. Or if you're not sure where to go, you can always reach out to me and I can help lead you to some resources. Just want to say that right off the bat today. Um, But okay, I said that I would get to this part earlier of like me being diagnosed with anxiety. So I talked recently on the podcast about like, yes, I go to therapy or counseling, whatever you're comfortable calling it. And um, I've been going essentially since college pretty off and on. And I will never forget the day you guys that my therapist was like, well, you've diagnosed anxiety. And I was like, I have what? And she was like, you diagnosed anxiety. And I was like, oh, we're diagnosed now. Like I had never had the label 
I guess, slapped on me like that. And it wasn't in a negative way. Here's what happened. I was getting thin as a puppy. And I was like, how can I bypass the $50 a month to have him at my apartment? And so I just asked her, I was like, hey, I didn't know like, if for either of my pets, if they would be considered emotional support animals for me, um, that would really help me with my rent. I was also like in some financial stress of just like, oh my gosh, rent is so expensive. How can I lessen this? It was like going up in price. So that's why I was stressed about it. And so I was trying to find a way to like, you know, save 50 bucks a month. <laughs> and she was like, well, you know, your like diagnosis isn't quite, you know, like needed for an emotional support animal. Um, and she was like, and I'm not just gonna, she's very ethical and she's amazing. And she's like, I'm not going to just write you, you know, a free pass for that. Um, which is all good and fair. But it was in that moment where she was like, "Hey, your diagnosis," and I was like, "What? What is my what is my diagnosis?" Huh? Interesting. You say these words, and that's when she was like, "She said diagnosed anxiety," and then there was something else attached to it. The other part, obviously not important, because I have forgotten it since. But the diagnosed anxiety and like having that kind of like, oh, I have diagnosed anxiety. It was a thing, and I knew that I was an anxious person at times or things like that. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you guys can relate to that. Someone let me know in like a comment or something that you get what I'm saying, if you get what I'm saying. Um, so anyways, I have diagnosed anxiety. I am not currently like regularly going to counseling for it. I truly believe that is because I have such an incredible support system right now. I work really hard to keep peace in my life. I, um, yeah, I have a really like strong faith that I think really helps me a lot. We'll get into that. But all that to be said, I overthink. I have anxiety. I'm in my brain a lot. Um, and so this overthinking for me comes from, I believe I'm an Enneagram three, which means I want to achieve things. Um, and I want to do the right thing. And if there's a rule or like a clear way that I can win someone's affection or um, like make myself feel loved from like achieving something, if that makes sense, um, things like that. I like thrive on that. I thrive on achieving. I thrive on people telling me they're proud of me. I thrive on like being proud of myself and like being in a confident spot with myself. And so I want to do things right or I want to like like appear to be really perfect and like I have it all together and like, oh yeah, like she's got it all together and uh, plot twist, I don't have it all together by the way. But I like rules because rules can help you kind of get to a place where you're like, ah, yes, this is right. This is wrong. Great. I will go the right way because that will help me achieve. And then that will help me, um, you know, be approved by others and gain others love and things like that. Can I just like, if you get it, you get it, you know, not everybody's wired this way, I don't think, but I definitely am. And so in an unhealthy side of myself, I sometimes like to like break the rules just to break the rules too. I will say that. Um, and I will also say, 
in an unhealthy space, like as a teenager, I think a lot, like I just wanted to appear cool. And again, like achieving whatever, all of those things I wanted to appear a certain way. And that would cause me to lie, but I wasn't lying, like just to lie and be deceitful. I was like lying out of like being fearful that I wasn't enough for someone. So with that, I'm reminded of something that someone once told me, the truth is good enough. So if you find yourself in that spot where you feel like you're lying or you're like, just, you know, if you ever catch yourself making things seem a little bit better than they are sometimes, just know the truth is good enough. Um, The work that God is doing in your life is good enough. The truth is good enough. The truth is more than enough and you are more than enough. So just hold on to that too as we continue throughout the episode today. Um, but ultimately I wanted to dive into like, how does my relationship with Jesus help me with this? How does my faith help me? How can sometimes it like make this a little bit trickier, if that makes sense? And, um, first things first, let's just name it and claim it. How can it make it trickier? You might've already gone here in your brain as I was just talking, but for me, I would get caught up in the rules or like the law of the gospel, right? There are rules, especially in like, I mean, Old Testament is rules galore. Okay. But there are, there are rules that we are to follow as Christians or there is law or there is order, um, whatever you want to call it. We know that there are certain things that are like right. And then there are certain things that are wrong. And it's, (laughs) here's the thing. The thing about God's rules is that there's no chance that we can be perfect like Jesus was. There's no chance that as a human being, I won't ever gossip. There's no chance that as a human being, I won't ever be judgmental. There's no chance that as a human being, I won't ever be unkind to someone like I'm a human. I'm broken. I'm sinful. So like, yes, there is this law to follow. But if you really dig deep into the law, it's all just about loving people really well. And if you're doing something that is not out of love, then you're probably to some degree breaking the law. That feels really generalized and I'm not going to like dig too deep into the law, but gossiping is a sin. Talking about someone to someone else behind their back is a sin. Like these are things that we all do every all do every single day. Um, everybody knows like looking at someone with lust is a sin. All of these things that are just like our natural human tendency. And so it, when you start to dig into the gospel, I think it can feel overwhelming to be like, I am, I'm so far from perfect. And you start to kind of panic and be like, no, no, no. I thought I was doing so good. I thought I like, you know, I wasn't like killing anyone. (laughs) And I wasn't cheating on anyone or in anything and I'm not in debt or like whatever it is that you were like, no, I thought I was doing so good as a Christian. And then you dig deep into God's word and you're like, oh my gosh, we are all so flawed and broken. But I want to come at this with just like a lot of love. You and I, me, myself and I included, we're all broken people and we all cannot be perfect Um, but that is where the goodness and the grace and the peace of Jesus comes in. So when you get caught in, you know, a negative thought pattern or getting caught up in doing the right or the wrong thing, I think the first thing first is just like, check yourself with God's word. Where is your heart at? 
is this thing that you are going to do or not do pleasing to God? Sometimes the sin is not doing something also. Um, you know, and so I just think when you're in a situation and you're thinking about it a lot before maybe like stressing, I just feel like not everyone just like, you know, has casual conversations with God and totally is like, oh yeah, I prayed to God and he told me this. And so that's what I'm going to do. Or like, I really feel like God led me, uh, like, I don't know, to this job. Like God told me that like, it was going to be okay if I quit my job and whatever, all those things. Okay. So I'm saying like, not everyone feels like they have that connection with God. Um, and that's so great if you do, I feel like I do now, but it's taken me a long time to get there. But what I'm saying is go to God's word. If you are looking to make a decision or do something in your life and you feel really like you're just overthinking it and you're constantly in your thoughts about it, you can go to God's word and see what God's word has to say about it. But also just dig deep, dig deep and check your own heart on it. Are you looking, is this going to love someone better? Is this going to help bring more joy, peace, kindness, gentleness to the world? Oh my gosh, you guys, if you could see Finnegan right now, this is too cute. Um, He's laying on my shoulder. His little chin is on my shoulder. <laughs> too cute. Okay. Um. Anyways, so all of those things, like you can check that with God's word and we can get a little bit of clarity sometimes when we go to God's word. Now, there are times also where we do not get clarity and then that's, we don't maybe have like the answers found in the Bible necessarily. Um, and you might be struggling with that. I know that I've been in seasons where I've struggled with that. And so that's where I want to talk about both surrendering and also talking to God about those things. Um, so surrender surrendering those things that you're overthinking about, those decisions that you're unsure about, um, the things that you want to have control over, those things that you're idolizing. If there's something that you are idolizing in your life right now, I want you to just, um, let's just close our eyes if we're able. So if you're doing anything but driving, please close your eyes. Picture the thing that you're idolizing. Picture the thing that you have placed above God in your life lately or today or this week or just over the span of your life. Just something that like is overwhelmingly has your attention more than Jesus does. That thing that has more of your attention than Jesus does. I encourage you to picture it. Whatever it is. Um, whether you're picturing like an actual, like golden idol or you're picturing some other representation of it, I want you to picture that and I want you to put it in a box. I want you to pay attention to what kind of box it is. Is it a wooden box? Is it a cardboard box? Is it a box that's got a lock on it? And I just want you to then picture Jesus standing across from you. I want you to hand him the box. And I want you to just say to Jesus, God, I give you this. I surrender this thing to you. 
and you are more than enough for me, Jesus. And just soak in that moment. Listen to see if God maybe has anything to say back to you. And then whenever you're ready, I'll just kind of count down from five and we'll just open our eyes. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. When you are in an anxiety spiral, I want you to do that with whatever the thing is that you're anxious about. Say it's a job interview. Picture the job interview. Put it in the box. Give it to Jesus. Surrender. I just felt so much peace in that, you guys. And I I hope that you did too. And I hope that that's a fruitful thing that you can start to use when you feel that anxiety build up or you feel those thoughts or just like that all-consuming thing going through your mind. I pray that you're able to remember that and to just give it back to Jesus. There's a whole lot of peace in that. Okay, some other things that I wanted to touch base on uh, is from Isaiah. I believe it's 9-6. I don't have it pulled up right now. Okay, pause. I'm going to go grab my Bible and we'll read it. Okay, guys, the message uh, translation Bible was the Bible that I just had closest to me. It was literally just on my kitchen table. And so I'm going to read this. It's Isaiah 9, 6. It's out of the message translation. You probably know it if you um, have been to any like Christmas church services or if you grew up in the church. It's a very traditional like church scripture that we, Christmas scripture that we read. Um, But this is going to sound a little bit different because it's in the message translation, but it all will stay on the same. So it reads, for a child has been born for us. Ugh, let me restart because I can't ruin this. For a child has been born for us. The gift of a son for us. He'll take over the running of the world. His names will be Amazing Counselor, Strong God, Everlasting Father. I just messed that up again. The message translation is actual eternal father. Prince of Wholeness. His ruling authority will grow, and there will be no limits to the wholeness he brings. Okay, lol, because <laughs> I did mess it up. Um, so I'm going to read it one more time. The names. His names will be Amazing Counselor, Strong God, Eternal Father, Prince of Wholeness. His ruling authority will grow, and there will be no limits to the wholeness he brings. So this is another thing that I go to in anxious times because in the New Living Translation, it says the Prince of Peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And recently, I was in the message translation of this. So it's ironic that this is the Bible that was close to me. Um, recently, I was digging into the scripture and I was, you know, thinking about like, what do these words mean? Like amazing counselor, these descriptive words of Jesus. And when I got to Prince of Peace and then I read in the message translation that it was the Prince of Wholeness, I was really fascinated by that because I was like, huh, to me in my mind, peace and wholeness don't necessarily like sound like synonyms. But then I got to thinking about it and like praying on it a little bit more. 
And I was like, well, wholeness is like contentment. Like sometimes we as Christians will say like, there's a hole in your heart that only God can fill. So when we have that wholeness in our heart and we're fully content with just Jesus, we have everything that we need with just Jesus. And so while, yes, he is an amazing counselor and he will lead you and guide you. And while he's so strong, he's your firm foundation. You can rest on him. He is eternal. He's omnipresent. He's always with you. He's always for you. He's everlasting. He's with you through everything. And then the Prince of Wholeness. The prince of wholeness, the prince of contentment, he fills all of our needs. I just found that to be really, really beautiful, and I really loved that, Um, and so I wanted to share that with you as well as you're maybe in anxious thoughts. You can think about this scripture, and you can meditate on that, that Jesus is really all that we need in this life, and you right here, right now, in this moment, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, whatever time of day it is, whatever you're longing for in life. I'm just going to be honest, guys. Like right now, the thing that I like still surrender every day to Jesus is like marriage and kids and a healthy relationship. And I'm surrendering that every single day. So that's the thing that like when my mind goes there and when my mind goes to like oh, I can't wait for that, or oh, I wish I had that, or whatever the thought is about that thing that I desire so deeply. It's my heart's desire. Then I go to the scripture. Jesus is the prince of peace. He makes me whole. He is everything that I could ever need, and he is more than enough. And because he's more than enough, I am more than enough, which means I don't need marriage. I don't need a partner. I don't need kids. Those are all beautiful little bonuses in this gift of life where really all we really need is Jesus. So I hope that that encourages you um, as you continue to think about, you know, just things that you might be spending too much time on thinking about in your mind. I also wanted to tell a little story of maybe some other things that I think it's just interesting. Um, when we get in our own heads, we can start to really analyze everything. And for me, when I was in a season of getting in my own head, I was analyzing everything. And like I said, kind of back to like that Enneagram three perfection laws of the gospel and wanting to, um, fulfill those laws and follow those laws. And I found myself like, okay, well, if I'm not supposed to gossip and I'm not supposed to be judgmental and I'm not and I'm not and I'm not and I'm not and then I am and I am and I am and I am and I'm supposed to do all these things. Y'all, I literally went into therapy one day and I was like, yeah, I don't know. I think this is like the place to do this question mark. But I was like, I would like to retrain my brain to not be judgmental. I had just caught myself in a place where I was like noticing this fault in myself of like, oh, I'd be out and about and I'd be doing something or somewhere or dinner with friends or whatever. And a like 
just not kind, not from Jesus thought would come into my head. And I thought that that was something that I could like work through in counseling, I guess, um, which I do think it is. We never ended up really going there. I think my therapist was probably like, that's an interesting idea. I guess we'll see if she wants to still do that next week, <laughs> you know? Um, but I think where I really have realized now looking back on that moment is actually that what needed to happen was a change of heart. And my heart needed to change from focusing solely on the law and what I can do right and wrong to starting to focus on grace and love and peace and spreading joy. Um, Because ultimately, the law wasn't going to change my heart and make me a different person. What was going to change my heart was God's love for me. And when you have God's love for you and you have the best thing in the world that you can possibly have, that's when it starts to overflow onto others. And God starts to do work in your heart that is unexplainable. You start to go places and you start to notice your heart posture changing for certain people. You start to notice um, more kind kind thoughts about strangers, things like that. All of this to be said, like we're all human and we all have thoughts daily and some of them you may react to and be like, wow, that was such a good thought. Um, Whether it be a good creative idea or just a loving thought to yourself or to someone else and it's something to be grateful for and that's really beautiful. And then there's times where it's the opposite and I would just challenge you, like, if there's something that you're noticing the opposite, if you're noticing negative thoughts in yourself, or if you're noticing yourself overthinking about something a lot, I think it's important to first ask ourselves, like, okay, is there anything that I need to forgive myself for in this thought pattern? Do I easily get upset with myself when I have these thoughts? Do I get frustrated? Like, oh, why do you have this thought? Like, get rid of it. Like, you know, that kind of a thing. So do you like easily get upset? And is there something that you need to forgive yourself for behind that? I give you permission now in the name of Jesus to forgive yourself for that. Jesus has already forgiven you. And he already forgives you for any of those negative thoughts that you have or any of the negative things that you've done His grace has already covered you and made you new. So I just encourage you to give yourself that same grace. Because when we don't give ourselves that same grace, we're not able to walk in the overflow. We're holding ourselves back from from fully being children of God and from fully living out the gospel. So I would encourage you, forgive yourself if there's something there that you maybe need to forgive yourself for. Another thing that I think is important to remember is... A lot of times our thoughts and our feelings kind of become this one big like lump mush of things that we've got going on. Let's say we're in a relationship and let's say we have both feelings about someone and we have both thoughts about someone. A really great way to start to like pry those two things apart is that is the saying, my feelings are not God. God is God. My feelings are really good things for me to pay attention to. They're really good things to validate. 
They're really good things to listen to in our natural instinct and our gut. But our feelings are not God. God is God. So don't don't allow yourself to put your feelings above him in any of that anxiety or in any of that overthinking that you might have. Allow yourself to let God be God and let your feelings be your feelings and let your thoughts be your thoughts. We can always go to God and, you know, look to his scripture for, look to his word for the truth and the truth about us. And usually I think, I genuinely believe that deep down we all, we know what we need to do, right? When we put it in the perspective of, is this God honoring it? It can kind of make it pretty clear to us. But I think it's important to just remember that, that my feelings are not God. God is God. My feelings are really valuable things for me to pay attention to and listen to, but they are not my idols. And to not like, quote unquote, like ride or die on your feelings. Like, let's let God be our ride or die and let's let our feelings be our feelings. Um, yeah. Okay, guys. I think, <laughs> I think that's where I want to wrap things up today. Um, I think that we could spend a lot of time talking about this and I would love to maybe do like a Q&A about anxiety. I will also just share that uh, one of my other tools that I use if I'm pretty anxious is just a prayer. Um, and it's actually a breath prayer. So you breathe in. And when I breathe in, I just say, Holy Spirit, come. And then you just breathe out. And when you breathe in, you just say, Holy Spirit, come. And then you just breathe out. And as you breathe out, just picture yourself like letting go of and pushing out whatever you're putting all of that anxious energy towards and whatever you're thinking about and whatever that thing is that's got you really caught up and in a spiral. Um, yeah, that Holy Spirit in and let it go kind of thing. So I hope that this episode... Uh, <laughs> I just feel like it was quite a journey and a trip, you guys. I really loved getting to talk about this. This is something that um, I have just really found in the past couple of years. Like I've grown a lot in and having anxiety as a Christian is so normal. But I think just Christianity adds just another layer to it of like, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the wrong thing? Is this okay? Is this thought okay? How can I do this? And there's just a lot of questions around it. And so I hope that this was at least like a nice little launching point to get your head, um, your wheels turning and just like, okay, how can I start to maybe implement some of these things? That scripture of Isaiah 9, 6, um, or just really get forgiving yourself if there's something you need to forgive yourself for, remembering that your feelings are not God, that God is God, whatever it is for you. I just pray that that would... Um, kind of cling to you and that in times where you need it, you would just be blessed enough to kind of remember like these little tidbits. I know it doesn't happen overnight. Um, nothing ever happens overnight. And over time, I've just witnessed God working in my life in this way of really releasing me from some of my anxiety and just allowing more peace and more freedom. But I'm constantly praying for God's peace to wash over me. Um, and so it just takes takes that relationship with him. It takes being in his word 
It takes practice. Um, you know, if you want to grow a muscle, you have to exercise with it. So I just encourage you to do that as you continue um, throughout life. If, you know, this is something that you feel like you maybe need to work on or maybe something that you struggle with. So I'm going to pray for us and then I will let y'all go enjoy the rest of your days and your weeks. Let's pray. Hey God, Lord, thank you so much for this person listening to this podcast. Um, God, every time I sit down to record, I just thank you for the blessing that it is to be able to talk to you and to talk to them and to share your word and your goodness and your love with the world. God, thank you for being a God that um, doesn't call us to be perfect. Lord, I think at the center of all of our anxiety is really just a, a desire, a yearning to to do the right thing um, or be the right thing. And God, I just thank you so much that you're a God that says we are already enough as his children. And there's not a thing that we can do or need to do to earn your love and your grace and your mercy. God, you so freely give it. Lord, thank you for that grace. Thank you for that mercy. Thank you for sending your son to die on a cross for us so that we may live in this experience of freedom and in wholeness. God, thank you for Jesus being truly all that we need. He is the bread of life. So Lord, I just ask that as we go into the rest of our days and the rest of our weeks, God, even months and years, if this person only listens to this one podcast and never listens to another one again, God, I pray that you would just fill them with this, the truth that you are more than enough and that they don't need anything else in their life, God, because they have you and they can walk in a humble confidence that they have, they have the king of kings by their side. Lord, that they would be able to stand tall and say, I am the daughter of a king. I am the son of a king. And nothing of this world can move me because I know, I know that God loves me and I know that God has a plan for me. A plan for good. So Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for your grace your good plans and the love that you so abundantly pour out that we could not even begin to fathom most days. It's so overwhelming to us. Thank you for being that big of a God, bigger than any of our fears or worries. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray this all in your name. Amen. All right, guys, peace and joy. I'll see you on the next podcast.